0: That Printer of Udell's by Harold Bell Wright Read by Amy Zuck on Anchor from Grandma's Bookshelf Chapter 28 A Story All Too Common Mother Gray and her husband were sitting drowsily before a cheery fire in their little parlor at the Institute for Helping the Unemployed. The cold November rain without came beating against the window panes in heavy gusts, and the wind was sighing and moaning around the corners of the building and down the chimney. Winter's coming, wife, said Mr. Gray as he aroused himself and stirred the fire. We'll not be having such an easy time as we did this summer. When cold weather gets here in earnest, the poor will begin calling on us. Yes, but that's the time people need kindling wood the worst, so there'll be enough to feed them. "'answered the good wife brightly, "'as she too aroused and began knitting with great vigor. "'I fear we're going to have a hard winter this year, Mother. "'My old bones begin to complain a little now. "'But thank God we're sure of a comfortable home and enough to eat. "'What we'd have done without this place is more than I know. "'What with Joe away, me not be able to do heavy work in the mines. "'If only Maggie were with us.' "'And the old man wiped a tear from his eyes.' "'Yes, Father, but Maggie's better off than we. "'It's Joe that hurts my heart. "'To think that he may be hungry and cold "'like some of the poor fellows we fed here last spring. "'Hark, isn't that someone knocking at the door?' "'She dropped her knitting to listen. "'The old man arose and stepped into the next apartment, "'which was used as a kind of reception hall and office.' "'A faint rapping sounded more clearly from there, "'and crossing the room he opened the door, "'and in the light streaming out saw a woman. "'Why, come in!' he cried, "'reaching forth and taking her by the arm. "'Come in out of the rain! "'Why, you're soaked through!' "'Oh, please, sir, can I stay here all night?' "'said the bedraggled woman. "'They told me this was a place for people to stop. "'I'm so hungry and tired.' "'And indeed she looked it. "'Her dress?' though of good material and nicely made, was soiled from mud and rain. Beneath the sailor hat, from which the water ran in sparkling drops, her hair hung wet and disheveled. Her eyes were wild and pleading, her cheeks sunken and ashy pale, while the delicately turned nostrils and finely curved trembling lips were blue with cold. Beyond all doubt, she had once been beautiful. Mr. Gray, old and experienced, noted more than all this, as he said, "'We are not allowed to keep women here, but it's a little different in your case, and I'll see my wife. Sit down and wait a minute.' He gave her a chair and went back to the sitting room, returning a moment later with Mother Grey at his heels. "'Oh, my poor dear,' said the good woman. "'Of course you must stay here. I know, I know,' as the woman looked at her in a questioning manner. Anyone can see your condition, but bless your heart, my master befriended a poor woman, and why should not we? And soon the girl was led into another room, and Mrs. Gray removed her hat and loosened her clothing. Father, whispered the old woman, I think you'd better go for Dr. Jordan. He'll be needed here before morning. When Mr. Gray returned with the doctor, the patient, dry and clean, was wrapped in the soft blanket of Mother Gray's own bed, with one of Maggie's old night dresses on and with hot bricks at her tired feet. But warmth and kindness had come too late. The long, weary tramp about the streets of the city in the rain, the friendless shutting of doors in her face, the consciousness that she was marked for all eyes, the horror of what was to come with the cold and hungry, had done their work. When in the morning sun which had chased away the storm clouds, peered in at the little chamber window. Dr. Jordan straightened up with a long breath. She will suffer no more pain now, Mother, until the end. And when will that be, Doctor? In a few hours at most, I can't tell exactly, the doctor replied. And is there no hope, asked Mother Grey, smoothing the marble brow on the pillow, as she would have touched her Maggie, "'Absolutely no hope, mother,' said the physician. "'Oh, well, tis better so,' murmured the old lady. "'This world is not the place for such as she. "'Christ may forgive, but men won't. "'The man alone goes free, and the little one, too. "'Surely God is good to take them both together. "'Will she come, too, do you think, doctor, before she goes?' Yes it's probable that she'll rally for a little while and you may find out her name perhaps There's no mark on her clothing you say asked Dr Jordan Not a sign of a mark and she would tell me nothing And see there's no wedding ring Mrs Gray replied There was silence for some time and then She's awakening said the doctor The blue eyes opened slowly and looking wonderingly around the room mother the girl said in a weak voice mother who are you looking at the doctor and mrs gray where am i and she tried to raise her head there there dear lay down still now and rest you've been sick you know we're your friends and this is the doctor your mother shall come when you tell us where to send for her the poor creature looked for a full minute into the kind old face above her And then slowly the look of wonder in her eyes gave place to one of firmness, pain, and sorrow. And the lips closed tightly, as though in fear that her secret would out. Oh, honey, don't look like that. Don't, said Mother Grey. Tell us who you are. Have you no mother? I know you have. Let us send for her at once, that she may come to you. The lips parted in sweet, sad smile. I'm going to die, then. You would not look so if I were not. Oh, I am so glad, so glad. And in a moment, she was sleeping like a child. Poor girl, muttered Dr. Jordan, wiping his eyes. Very sharp, professional eyes they were, too. Then turning to Mother Grey, he said, I fear you will have to take her mother's place. I must go now, but I will look in again during the day. Don't have any false hopes, though. There's nothing to be done save to make the end easy for an hour the stranger slept with a smile on her lips and then opened her eyes again but there was no pain no fear in them now only a shadow of trouble as she asked in a whisper where is it the woman with one hand smoothing back the hair from the forehead of her patient and with the other pointed upward the troubled shadow passed from the eyes of the young mother and she slept again Later in the day, the doctor called, and once more she awoke. I thank you, doctor, she said in a weak voice. But she shook her head when he offered her medicine. But, dear child, it is only to relieve you from pain. She answered, You said I must go. Let me go as I am. Oh, this world is cold and harsh. God knows that I do not fear to die. Christ, who welcomed little children, has my babe. "'and he knows that in my heart I am innocent. "'But won't you tell us of your friends?' asked Mother Grey. "'No, no,' she whispered. "'I have no friends but you and God, "'and I have doubted even his love "'until you told me that he would take me.' "'Nor could any argument prevail upon her to change her mind. "'Her only answer was a shake of the head. "'That evening, just after dusk, "'she whispered to her kind nurse who sat by the bedside, "'Won't you tell me your name, please?' "'They call me Mother Gray. "'And may I call you that, too?' said the stricken girl. "'Yes, honey, of course you may,' answered the old woman. "'Of course you may.' "'And why do you cry, Mother?' "'As the tears rolled down the wrinkled face. "'Are you not glad that God is good to me? "'Oh, I forgot you were afraid for me. "'You don't understand.' "'and she turned her face away. "'Is there anything I can do for you, dear? "'Brother Cameron is coming to see you "'just as soon as he gets home. "'Would you like to talk to him?' "'Brother Cameron. "'Brother Cameron. "'I have no brother,' she answered, "'turning to Mother Grey again. "'Who is he?' "'Brother Cameron is our pastor, "'a minister, you know,' "'Mrs. Grey replied.' The lips parted at a scornful smile, and the eyes flashed with a spark of the old fire that must have once been in them. Oh, a church member. No, I beg you, don't let him come here. I want nothing to do with him. But, my dear, he is a good man, pleaded Mrs. Gray. Yes, I know, said the girl. I have met these good Christian people before. But, honey, I am a church member. "'You are a Christian, mother. "'I love Christ and his people, "'but a man can't prove himself a Christian "'simply by being a church member. "'But I'm tired. "'Forgive me if I pain you, mother, "'but I cannot see the minister. "'He's a good man, a Christian perhaps, "'but he can do me no good now "'and I would rather die alone with you. "'The church has driven me from its doors "'so many, many times. "'It was always so cold and unfeeling.' bestow their pity on the dead bodies of people and by their manner freeze the souls of men exhausted with the effort of such a long speech she dropped into a stupor again later after reverend cameron had come and gone without seeing her she suddenly opened her eyes and whispered mother i have been thinking would you be happier in knowing that i'm not afraid to die The good old woman tightened her grasp on the white hand she held and made no other answer but to bow her gray head and press her lips to the forehead of the girl. "'I know you would. I'll tell you. "'I lived,' but she was interrupted by a low knock at the door "'and a sweet voice calling gently, "'May I come in, Mother Gray?' "'It was Amy who had come at Cameron's request.' The sufferer half rose in her bed. "'Who is it?' she gasped. "'I... I know that voice!' "'There, there, dearie,' returned the nurse, gently pushing her back onto the pillow. "'There, there, lie down again. It's only Miss Amy.' "'Yes, come in,' Miss Grey called, and Amy softly pushed open the door and entered. "'I thought perhaps I could help you, Mother Gray." she said as she removed her hat and arranged a beautiful bunch of flowers on a little stand in the center of the room then turning to the sufferer she was about to speak again when she paused and her face grew as white as the colorless face upon the pillows the wide eyes of the dying girl stared back at her in doubtless wonder while the trembling lips tried to whisper her name The next instant, Amy threw herself on her knees, her arms around the wasted form upon the bed. Oh, Kate! Kate! she cried. How did this happen? How came you here? It was Kate Cushman from Oak Springs Farm. Mother Grey quickly recovered from her surprise, and with the instinct of a true nurse, calmed Amy and soothed the patient. There, there, my dears, she said. God is good. God is good. Let us thank him that he has brought you together. Oh, you must be brave and strong, Miss Amy. This poor dear needs our help. Yes, yes, dear. Be brave and strong. Amy controlled herself with an effort and rising from her knees, sat down on the edge of the bed, still holding Kate's hand while she assisted Mother Gray in soothing her. When she grew more quiet, Amy said, we must send for your father and mother at once. They can... No, no, you must not. You shall not. They do not know. And mercy, don't tell them. It would kill them. Promise, oh promise me. You'll never tell them how I died. In pity for them, promise me, pleaded Kate. Mother Grey bowed her head while the tears streamed down her wrinkled cheeks. Yes, yes, dearie, we'll promise. It's better that they do not know until it's all over. And they... He'd never know all and whispering to Amy she added the poor child can't last but a little longer reassured the sufferer sank back again with a long sigh and closed her eyes wearily but a moment later opened them once more to look at Amy I'm so glad you're here she said feebly but I can't bear to have you think that I am all bad and then in whispered halting words with many a break and pause She told her story, a story all too common. And Amy, listening with white, horror-stricken face, guessed that which Mother Grey could not know and which the sufferer tried to conceal the name of her betrayer. And so we were married in secret, or I thought we were, she concluded. I know now that it was only a farce. He came to visit me twice after the sham ceremony. I never saw him again until last night. Oh, God, forgive him. Forgive him. I I loved him so. The poor, wronged creature burst into a fit of passionate sobbing that could not be controlled. In vain did Mother Grey try to soothe her. It was of no use. Exhausted, she sank again into a stupor, from which she roused only once more near morning, and then she whispered simply, Goodbye, Mother. Goodbye, Miss Amy. Don't let Father know. And just as the day was dawning in all its glory, her soul, pure and unstained as, it ha- as that of her babe, took its flight, and the smile of the innocent girlhood was upon her lips. When Amy reached home early in the forenoon, she met her brother in the hallway just going in. You look like you've been making a night of it, he said in contemptuous sneer. Been consoling some wanderer, I suppose. The young woman made no reply, but stood with her back to the door, her eyes fixed on his face. Well, get out of my way, he said roughly. Can't you see I want to go out? Amy spoke. I've been at the institution all night. Kate Cushman and the baby are both dead. Go and look at your work. Frank started as though she had struck him, and then she stepped aside. He fairly ran from the house as though in fear of his very life.